All right, we're back with our robot that we've trained to find the objective review score for any album you can think of. We paid a lot of money for this robot. We spent a lot of time developing. We just came back from Redwood, Washington, or whatever the fuck it's called. And we're ready to tell you who's wrong, who's right, who's got the right scores. So today we've got with us Will Meneker. Hello. Who's got with him the Ghetto Boys self-titled album. We're going to find out if it's good or not. Uh, before we go to the, um, the AI uh, computer on this, this one I am uh, a little bit more invested in because I think this is probably my favorite rap album. It's the one I've probably listened to or, or returned to the most. This, this, this one really never gets old for me. Uh, it, it, it's quite dear to me. Um, still hold it in very high regard, so I'm, I'm very nervous to see what the, uh, the algorithm spits out. Yeah, on this one, I'm more on the same page as Will. Of I think, if anything, it's like an underrated album, um, and it's some of the better stuff from that era. I would rate I would I would rate this one even higher than uh, NWA's uh, Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, I kind of want to get not, into that, but we'll we'll, we'll get I'm the score. I'm gonna put my put my marker down on that one. But uh, what we'll, is we'll there, what, what does that acronym stand for? <laughs> you know, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know something, either. Something or other, something attitude. I don't know. <laughs> something yeah i don't know new, new world order no, new world right, new order world asshole. <laughs> new world attitude i guess we'll never know i'm not too familiar with this album like as an album i've heard some ghetto boy songs i like uh like 90s rap in general but i have no strong um, feelings on this one to going in should i run the number here yeah all right let's see what we get oh dude 2.7 <laughs> 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 Ooh, so man. right off the bat, I think the reasons for that are they commit crimes. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about committing yeah, crimes, true. and you can't do that, dude. Okay. In order to understand the um, scores from this AI, we need to understand its like morality and ethics and stuff. And I guess we're uh, well, trying to discern that from here. I mean, like the the AI is attuned. To, I, I think I, I think I understand the reasons for this. I think the input in, into the AI, it, it's sort of it's it's neural net processor, it's learning computer has learned from uh, contemporary music criticism, and I think much on this album probably um, does not hold up to. Um, sort of modern sensibilities, either in what rap music is supposed to sound like today, or um, it, any of its um, sort of um, I don't know, leering uh, misogyny and bodies and spaces that uh, Scarface, Willie D, and uh, Bushwick Bill do on this album. Well, I have a conflicting theory about the two point seven. Um, I think maybe the algorithm is saying that um, Southern rap needed to be underrated for a long time in order for it to blow up in the two thousands. Because yeah. like. You think about, like, so when you brought up NWA earlier, this is something that I wanted to get at, that, like, I looked it up earlier, and the first Ghetto Boys album was six months before the first NWA album, but NWA was, like, the premier um, band to make white Christian middle-aged suburban mothers, uh, like, lose their shit, and um, my personal theory and guess would be that that's because NWA was at, like, a center of rap at that time. And like the South wasn't really like on the map yet. And the ghetto boys didn't really get their due, you know? Yeah. They were like the, the third coast or no coast, uh, you know, Houston guys, uh, ghetto boys did have their own, obviously not as big as NWA, but they had their own controversies about being, uh, you know, like a band from the radio or someone was, uh, you know, 
threatened for selling their albums and like their whole the whole second album we can't be stopped is uh, a lot of it is a reaction to the controversy from uh, the first album I mean they were like yeah the kind of uh, one of the uh, first uh, sort of quintessential you know gangster rappers to to make everyone uh, crazy and afraid for sure and I was thinking like listening to this one um, way more so than NWA even though there's like the Dr. Dre connection there for Eminem I think Ghetto Boys is kind of like the roadmap and um song like Mind of a Lunatic on this yeah. album is basically just guilty conscience, you know? Like he basically did the exact same thing. Um and like the controversies created by Ghetto Boys is like the exact same kinds of stuff Eminem was trying to do a decade later. Um Yeah, like, just, Mind, like a, Mind this, of a Lunatic, you know, features uh, you know, yeah, the 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 fantasy of like stalking and uh, you know, raping and killing a woman, um, along with, you know, uh glorifying many other heinous crimes. Yeah, it's it's like pure Eminem stuff. Well, I respect them for not doing it to their close family members. <laughs> Eminem was always talking about uh, his ex-wife and all that shit. I think it's different when you're talking about a specific person. Do you guys? I mean, I, I, I when he at the height of his popularity, I was always very skeptical of Eminem, and like I, I just looking back on it now, I was like. The thing was, everyone was like, oh, like, you just got to give it up to him. He is, like, the most talented lyricist ever. And, like, do you, do you think that holds up at all? Because I just think he just had a thing of rapping fast. Uh, yeah, exactly. Or, or, I think he's he's not a talented lyricist. He's a talented rapper in the sense that, okay. like, he's really good at, like, internal rhyme schemes that are, like, really cool. He's got some good um, stuff, but so much of it is just very corny and, like, hasn't aged yeah, well exactly. because That's it's trying problem. so hard to be edgy. He was only good during um, the second album, is my take on him, where it's actually the same thing you were saying about the Ghetto Boys, Will, that um, the first one set him up to make his second album a reaction to the critics, you know? And that's Uh where he's at his best. It's like his peak rapping. He actually has something to say because he's responding to something instead of just trying to, like, be absurd and wacky and over the top. Um, And then also, his verse on the Blueprint is, like, literally the the best verse on the Blueprint. Yeah, that's um, that's definitely true. And then that became um, uh, um, a knock on Jay Z and from the Nas disc, where he just said that Eminem, you know, killed you on your own album, basically. Yeah, absolutely. That verse is like one of the fucking best ever. Every single word is perfect. Inter- like I was saying about like internal rhymes, it's like that one part that's like I'm debated, disputed, hated, and viewed in America. Like every single fucking word is perfect, you know. Um, uh, despite the, the AI review though, what I will say, what I, what I really love about, uh, this album and, uh, the ghetto boys in general is just the, um, the kind of interplay of the three characters they inhabit. Um, you know, Scarface is the kind of like, uh, you know, probably the best, uh, like, yeah, the, the, the most, it probably has the best lyrics as the best, probably the best rapper out of the bunch of them. And like having that streetwise, you know, crime tales of like, you know, telling street stories and stuff. And then Bushwick Bill is the kind of, you know, novelty act, but still pretty, pretty funny and weirdo doing that like horror core stuff like Chucky and Mind of a Lunatic. And my personal favorite, Willie D, who is um, just the asshole, really. I really love Willie D. He's probably my favorite because uh, just of how mean he is. And like all his songs are just about um, getting over on people and um, yeah, disrespecting women, basically. I think it was like a pretty late 80s, early 90s thing to have like the rap group where everyone has a different niche. Like Tribe Called Quest was kind of the same way. Obviously very different subject matter, but. I think Eminem in some respects is similar to Trump in that he loves having feuds with celebrities that there's no reasonable excuse for having a feud with. <laughs> like, yeah, that was a big thing. Yeah, that was a big thing. Uh, it was like, uh, 
uh, talking about like, I'm going to take Britney Spears to the Grammys and like have her suck me off next to Fred Durst or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's so Trump. Or like, you know, going at, uh, was, was it, did he ever really go at boy bands? Because I remember like, this, this was in the oh, yeah, he did. boy I'm band. sure. All yeah, over yeah. that second album, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he also went at ICP constantly because they were from Detroit and they were like more popular than he was at first. So he did the typical rap thing, though, of you beef with someone who's more famous than you in order to get more clout, you know? Yeah. We got to do that. <laughs> yeah, we you're right. Start, we well, should we start are a beef with Chapo Pitchfork. Trap House. <laughs> yeah. Will Menneker's a busta. <laughs> uh, you're not, you're not, you won't be prepared for uh, this get back, Alex. Trust Uh-oh. me. So I'm trying to come up with more reasons why this album deserves the 2.7. Um, uh, I'll just say was, because, of, because of the misogyny and the glorification of doing violent crimes. Well, I want to say, like, what was up with the thing that everyone did in the early 90s where there's a song on here that's just called Scarface? Just like on the first Wu-Tang album, there's that song that's just called Method Man. It's like, you got to ding some points off for the um, kind of lack of creativity there. Oh, this song is just called My Name. And and th- another thing that I, lo- I, I love about this album, or maybe you could put this in the column of why it deserves 2.7 stars out of 10, but the entire album is, is littered with not just samples from the movie Scarface, but like skit-like impressions of the rappers themselves or their friends pretending to be Scarface. Yeah, I love all the really aggressive like bullet sound effects and shit. <laughs> yeah, but you're yeah. right, the Scarface thing too is like, was it as played out in 1990 as it is now? Because like no, the Scarface thing's so fucking played out. I guess <laughs> that was the year Goodfellas came out, right? 1991, I think. Oh. Oh, so they didn't have Goodfellas yet, so they had to keep milking Scarface. <laughs> I think that they, it, it, it wasn't played out then because I think it was like uh, rappers were like, they really introduced a whole new generation of people to Scarface. You know, yeah, 90, wonder, 90s kids. I guess you're right, because anyone who was rapping when Scarface came out in like 83 or whatever... Yeah, even, they were like, doing like, you even know, rap back like, then was so fucking cheesy. You yeah. know, they were doing like a rap like this and a talk like that. Like a wear exactly, a baseball yeah. hat. <laughs> no one's, like, no one's going to be like, I'm like Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah, no, this this was the dawn of the angel. Like, yeah, that, that yeah, everyone, uh, it, it wasn't about having a good time or, you know, uh, t- uh, the rapper would tell you to do things. You know, that, that was what rap was for a long time, giving you instructions. And, yeah, for sure. And, How to and, dance and now, in a particular way. Yeah, exactly. Um, or, or yeah, just sort of like uh, tell fun uh, stories. Like the, this is when rap was just all about like uh, having a, like a real sense of comedy about um, just just <laughs> telling stories about killing people and selling drugs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, but the, yeah, like the, the humor to it is is really what I, I think sells it because it's all kind of tongue in cheek. You know, like these. these oh are, yeah, definitely. They're borrowing stories from other people, but like I I, I love. Like uh, like Felix and I have talked about the uh, like another one of my absolute favorite rap albums, like the very first uh, Three Six Mafia mixtape, where like the, oh dude totally like the production on it is so fucked up and it's like just so like it, it sounds like it was recorded like in a fucking like outhouse or something and the beats are like just all just fucked up and like not mastered properly but it works so fucking well because all they're talking about is like uh, uh, sticking a grenade up the ass of someone who bootlegs their album. 
or like uh, shooting someone with like bullets uh, infected with AIDS blood or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Three Six Mafia started off so goofy. I got to listen sort to of that. I've never adapted that. to like the strip club like world. But we should have a whole different one where we talk about Three Six Mafia. I could talk about them and Juicy J for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah, because um, they they became like yeah like the like strip club um like you know club bangers or whatever, which are all I mean not all good stuff. I love them, but like they're they were they were really coming out with that like Memphis horrorcore shit. Yeah, absolutely. It was just like, yeah, like we're we're serial killers, <laughs> like we're gangsters and serial killers. Like we'll we'll eat you. They right, were. So I'm trying uh, to think if uh, if I have any more thoughts on why this deserves the 2.7. I also want to say that um, on Gangsta of Love, the fucking uh, Sweet Home Alabama sample, they got to lose a couple points for that too. I'm on the Wikipedia actually, and it says the version of Gangsta of Love contained on later versions of the album uses a sample from Leonard Skinner instead of Steve Miller Band's The Joker. The original version oh. sampled The Joker. But I guess, I don't know, Steve Miller, who's a notorious prick, um, I guess he was mad that it was too violent and said they couldn't use the sample. Interesting. I'm going to have to look up that version because maybe it's less shitty than the Sweet Home Alabama version. Um, I believe Rick Rubin produced this whole album. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Actually. Um, and also on Gangster of Love, um, uh, I think it was a Bushwick Bill may have, you know, I don't know. I think it may be the first musical reference to um, uh, uh, having your asshole eaten um, by a man, <laughs> you know? And then and then it was like a long drop off after that. People, no one, we went, we went probably 25 years before anyone acknowledged um, uh, getting a rim job ever again. Yeah, people were too scared. So uh, points for Bushwick uh, for that, but you know, uh, still two point seven though. That's that's rough. Yeah, that's harsh. But I guess uh, we can't deny the objective truth. You know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. You know, I'm not a music guy. You know, I can't say, I can't say my tastes are as advanced as you know the the algorithm. I think like some of you the... were wrong here, and Alex actually was the most correct by being indifferent. I think the reasons that it gets such a low score, some of them are they spelled ghetto wrong, <laughs> both in the title and the name of the album. And the uh, the album cover, it's a Southern rap album that's not doesn't have any word art on it, doesn't have any sparkles. Uh, it's not one of the cool album covers, so that's, like the, the that's classic, half of the appeal. The, like the classic, uh, the classic No Limit era of uh, album cover art. God, yeah. yeah, that's the best. Yeah, that, that, that really was the best. It's not Southern right. rap I guess if you don't have that. Keeping the 2.7 in mind, doing like the Let It Be Beatles kind of cover, I guess it was too old. That shit was played out from the 60s, you know, so. Yeah, the replacements already like took that into meta territory. Yeah. By uh, um, just Does anyone have anything else? That. Anything else to say or? Gangster rap is canceled. Gangster rap gets a 2.7. I mean, I don't know. It just it it it, it is an interesting document to see uh, how different you know rap music is now. It's like, is there any mu- any rap music that's popular today that could be like fairly characterized as gangster rap? It, it's more just well, like it's 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 more just about like taking so many pills you can't feel anything. Like that. Maybe that's like, what yeah, rap exactly. music is about. The kind or, like, of I think Vince it was a staples j- a little. Uh, maybe I don't know. Like early Chief Keef stuff, maybe. Uh, like I remember Jack Wagner said that uh, Future makes music for guys who are uh, cheating on their mistress with their wife, and I think that kind of sums it up for me. <laughs> I think to me the um, trajectory that most shows how rap got to where it is today is like looking at like Gucci Man, where he was involved in all of that type of shit, um, but his music. At first, you know, his music was like, oh, I beat the case. Like when those guys invaded his home and like he killed the guy in his house. Like it used to be like that more 
like I killed a guy type of shit. Um, but even his music, like you're saying, will over time became like the, you know, I'm rolling and all that shit and just well, like what drugs he's doing. I mean, and yeah, then the like, generation I mean, of people he inspired, like Migos and stuff, they're more about like just using absurd words and talking about drugs. But it, like the gangster element is kind of gone from it for sure. Uh, yeah. Um, with your uncle. <laughs> Getting high yeah. with your uncle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, Gu- like Gucci is like a almost like a self help guy now. Like he's just like he's like he does interviews with Malcolm Gladwell, and he's like all about yeah. that like sort of like working out, being positive, like you know succeeding, just visualizing success and like self discipline and motivation and stuff like that. That's because he just got sober, and that's like yeah. you know some people like actually get good at like D'Angelo when he got sober, like got really good at guitar, but Gucci's just getting really good at being like a self help shill. <laughs> yeah, it worked for Common. Yeah, really. he didn't have that much of a trajectory. It was like sort of a a lateral move, but he's made a lot of money. Yeah. Will I am too, William. <laughs> he's my favorite <laughs> rapper because I like his name. They're both uh, Alex, into though, uh, like product placement. But like, uh, like how many of about, the like, top five MCs did uh, Black Eyed Peas have? <laughs> Will I am, Fergie, <laughs> Apple D app, yeah. Um, but like to like to the point about like you know gangster rap. Um, like I think people are still like afraid of it in the same way, but it, like it really is not the cultural force it once was. But like Alex, you remember like when like uh, the conservative media would get angry at Obama for like talking about listening to Chance the Rapper or whatever. Or yeah, I remember that headline. Uh, yeah, Obama's hip hop barbecue. barbecue did not create <laughs> yeah, that's any a jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For like Common and Jay Z, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like Jay-Z. the lamest, like, most straight rappers <laughs> imaginable. <laughs> and that's funny because like by that era, this wasn't like oversized NFL jersey Jay Z who was still you know talking about you know selling coke and, and shooting people or whatever. Uh, the reasonable doubt, you know, hard knock life era Jay Z. This was like post. Black album Jay Z, where he was just talking about being an entrepreneur and like buying yeah, exactly. art and stuff. Sense a millionaire, like suit wearing capitalist Jay Z. Yeah. Oh, what a gangster! What a thug! <laughs> the only thing I can recall that like even comes close to the the gangster rap um, backlash is that North North video. Remember oh, that yeah, woman? Evan Staples. That's why I oh, thought of Vince right. Staples. That was amazing, yeah. yeah. And she's like crying and shit. Uh, Vince Staples came to her defense. He did. He should have He should have made a song That's dissing her. because he's a nice guy. <laughs> that video was great, God, though. And she says the N-word like 10 times in that video, too. <laughs> God, I'm going to revisit that video. We could do an episode on that pass. video. God damn. <laughs> yeah, if he didn't call her out for it, he gave her the pass. I would say, honestly, Vince Staples is, like, the funniest and best guy in music. Like, he kicks ass as a person, and he's, like, legitimately hilarious effortlessly. He rocks. Yeah, he seems like a cool guy. Oh, he did some interview where, like, the he, he made the, the person interviewing him really uncomfortable by just saying outright that R. Kelly fucks kids and, like, why is everyone lying about this? <laughs> nice. So, yeah. That's what every interview should be like. We're going to move on? I'll just say, uh, yeah, well, yeah, um, owned again by the algorithm, um, ghetto boys, self-titled debut album, um, objectively bad, like 2.7. I mean, a very paltry showing, um, objectively bad, going to have to, uh, go back to the drawing board with a lot of my musical taste. Well, that's computers for you. All right. Well, thanks for stopping by. You learned something today. We all did. 